Welcome to the Inner Dominatrix Podcast, the show that gets you stepping in to be the badass in business you were born to be. And today, I have back with me in the house, the amazing Christy Hart. I am so happy to be here, Dana. Thank you so much. It's so fun coming along with this ride with you as you're just blowing up and your podcast is getting big and amazing and you have so many followers. It's so fun to see you just blowing up in that way and helping so many people. Oh, thank you. And I just love bringing you back for another dose of Christy. It's like (laughs) double dominatrixes in the house. We are going to rock it today. So thank you. We were, you know, kind of chatting before we got recording and we got talking about resiliency because, you know, we both have had kind of a few shitty things happen this year and it's really, it's easy to get knocked down. Like that happens, but then how do you get back out? And, you know, what, what do we all have to do? No matter where we're at, what level we're at, where we're going, how much success, quote unquote, we've had there's still shit that hits the fan. So, you know, what's, you know, just give the listeners a little, you know, update of what's been going on with you and. Oh yeah. Well, I can't say too much about it, but I got in a car accident earlier this year and it really kind of knocked me on my butt literally and figuratively. You know, I, um, I had injuries that I've been healing from and, um, it's enough to really steal the pedestal of confidence that you've been standing on, especially when you can't do the things that you normally are able to do, or you get brain fog or anything like that. And I think everybody can um, think of a scenario where they've kind of been knocked down. I mean, it can be a physical accident, it can be a divorce, a relationship ending, family troubles, um, those things that just pop out of the woodwork and take you down a notch. Absolutely. And it's going to happen. Like to delude yourself to think that you're always going to be on the high, you're always going to be feeling great. No, sorry, folks, that's (laughs) not the way it's going to be. But putting some tools in place so that you get back up with a little bit of speed. That's really the key. Absolutely. And I think it's so important that you mention that because resiliency is what makes us stronger and more confident. It's not that we can, you know, stand up straight all the time and feel great about ourselves. It's that we can be knocked down, get right back up and still feel great about ourselves. Yeah. They say that babies actually grow the muscles to walk, not by practicing walking, but by falling down so many times and having to pull themselves back up. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Because that's, and that's such a great analogy for exactly what happens in business. Oh my God. Not the success. (laughs) And everybody says this, is it not the success that drives you? I mean, I have failed. Oh my God so many times at so many things, but I just keep trying. I'm like, okay, it didn't quite work that way. Let me tweak it. All right. It didn't quite work that way. Let me tweak it again. (laughs) And that's it. And without the resiliency, every time we fail, we just stick a magnifying glass over our failure. And then we don't do anything else because we're just hyper-focused on the one thing that didn't work out. That's not even our present. That's our past. It and, we're, and it keeps us from moving forward. It keeps us from doing bigger and better things. Yeah, uh, so true. So with that, what would you see? I mean, I have some ideas, but what would you see as 
what prevents people, like what is it that flips the switch between that, you know, gazing into the navel and contemplating all our mistakes versus, <laughs> okay, that didn't fucking work. Let me try something different. Like what makes that difference? The difference is your focus. I mean, and the preparations that you have for failing. People don't plan to fail, right? <laughs> they should. It's going to happen. Kind of, yeah, you should plan to fail. I mean, if you're going to do anything amazing, um, and especially if you're going to do more than one amazing thing, statistics show you're going to fail at one of them, at least at some point in your life. And if you, I love how you put it, navel gazing. And if you're just navel gazing, <laughs> never going to get on with the next thing. Um, so I think, you know, the first step to resiliency is planning to fail. And, you know, I don't know if you've had your bouts with perfectionism. But... No, I don't know what that shit is. What, tell me about that. <laughs> right. But us perfectionists have an issue with failure. We've got a big issue with failure. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And I loved, I love shifting people. Um, with the idea that when you are striving for perfection, you are setting yourself up for second best. Always. Because Always. there's no such thing as perfection. So you actually no. are preparing yourself, you know, and you're, you're intending to fail by you trying are. to get perfection. Yeah, because it doesn't really even exist. I mean, even if you yeah. break it down logically, you know, what you term perfection may only be perfection to you, maybe not to somebody else. And even so, in every moment, you're evolving and growing. So that perfection is only perfection for that one moment. So <laughs> it's elusive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. You're never really going to reach it. It's just an illusion. Absolutely. Um, so I love to think about striving for excellence over perfection. Excellence is better than perfection um, to me because excellence means you actually got it done. <laughs> yeah. And excellence, it's, a, it's an ever-evolving target that you can continue to, you know, to go for more and go for more. Whereas perfection is like, there's like an end goal. It's like, if you're done, okay, we've reached perfection. Now we're done. Yeah. But excellence is, you know, I'm going to beat yesterday's excellence with today's excellence. Totally. Excellence is today. Perfectionism happens once. Excellence happens every single day. Yeah. And it's relative. Like for you right now, while you're recovering, your level of excellence is very different than it was prior to the accident. That's it. And if I had held myself to the same standards um, post-accident as I did pre-accident, I would just be, I mean, I would be berating myself every day for not getting done what needed to get done or what I could have accomplished yeah. um, before. And taking that time to care about ourselves enough to adjust um, our expectations of what we can achieve when things come out of the woodwork and do literally sideswipe us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's so important to be able to adjust our expectations accordingly and not hold ourselves to harsh standards that maybe we can't commit to anymore. Absolutely. And, you know, I think the other big thing for me in all of this looping around of, you know, striving for perfection or excellence and, you know, trying to take the pressure off of it. Oh, right? yeah. if, we, if we change the expectation, we change all of that. I really like to shift people into 
what if there's no right or wrong way to do it? And if you can't fail, because there is no such thing as failure, now all of a sudden it's more just a matter of, okay, did that go in the direction I wanted it to go? Or do I need to tweak my aim a little bit? Did I miss the entire dartboard altogether? (laughs) That's it. That's it. And you know, they say that there's magic in play. And I think when you think about things like that, instead of it being right and wrong and you being graded on your performance, (laughs) um, when we consider it an evolution of our craft, when we consider that, you know, every time we're just moving a little bit forward, even if we're inching, whatever you can get done in your life, because like you said, you know, you work a lot with women in business and women in business have a lot of other things going on. Uh, We have families. um, Some of us have other jobs and responsibilities. And to hold ourselves to the same standard as somebody who's doing um, their own business full time or who has a staff or who's doing things like that, that's actually very unfair to us, to ourselves. It really is. Yeah. And, you know, I'll just share a little mini fail quite recently. So this week I sent out um, an email and I, I did a, you know, did one of those split test things because I'm like, okay, I got to step up my game a little bit. Ooh. So I thought, ooh, I'll do a split test on the subject line. So I've got a webinar coming up later this week and it's um, how to close like a dominatrix. Ooh. I know, very sexy title. Uh, so I did two email titles. One was the keys to improving your, your clothes and the other was how to close like a dominatrix. And, and you know, the, the, the more sexy, what I thought was a more sexy title was actually the fail. Isn't that crazy? I had all kinds of spam reports. I had all kinds of people opt out. And I had one person give me shit on, like, email me back. It was like, what the hell? (laughs) So I'm like, okay, clearly you're not a good fit to be on my list. If you're a friend of the word dominatrix and you don't get the whole archetype thing. But see, this is the fail. And yet I also, it's not a fail. Because I weeded out some people who are just not in alignment with where I'm going. That's it. And with resilience, we have to seek the positive that comes out of our negatives. So we can, I love the word parlay, right? We can parlay (laughs) (laughs) any negative event into an opportunity for ourselves. And especially with entrepreneurs, um, we all need to be opportunity focused. And look mm-hmm. out for the opportunities and the negatives. So like you were saying, you know, you weeded people off of your list that obviously didn't belong there if they didn't understand what was going on by your subject, right? <laughs> and, you know, and with, you know, my car accident, I actually ended up falling in love with strength training and, you know, lost weight and got super toned. But there are all kinds of good things that we can find even in our darkest events. Mm-hmm. And that, that's such an important part of resiliency and mental toughness, just being able to get in there, dig in and find that gold in the mud. Absolutely. I, I completely agree with you on this is that, you know, having that viewpoint of, expecting to find something that's working in your favor. You know, I, I really, I joke around, um, but in all seriousness, I do actually see the universe as my dominatrix. (laughs) She's a mean, nasty bitch, but she really has my best interest at heart. And so at first it can seem like really nasty stuff that I have to go through. And I'm like, 
Jesus, really? <laughs> but at the end, I'm like, oh, that's why. Yeah. And it's not until later on that we yes. get it, that yeah. we can look back and yeah. see exactly why things had to happen exactly yeah. as they happened. And so even if you look at this logically and you think, okay, these things are going to happen anyways. So I can either look at this as being like the worst thing that ever happened <laughs> and navel gaze, like you said, and just, you know, waste all my time wondering what if things had been different yes. or I can, I can dig in, I can get tough and I can use this as a platform to get somewhere higher. Yeah. Yeah. I love even just, you know, getting that question. I'll ask my question. Okay. How is this working for me? Uh, even when yeah. it feels like it's working against me. So I'm like, all right, how can, and I've always done this. It's like, how can I use this to my advantage? You know, when a customer is really upset, I'm like, all right, how do I spin this? How do I spin this around? And I, and I always had a gift for taking the most upset customer and turning them into a raving fan after a little bit of time on the phone, because I was willing to look for that opportunity. That's it. And it's, I mean, the truth is, is that when you're in the moment, that is easier said than done. Um, <laughs> and that, you, know, you know, when you're staring at those emails coming in and saying, I don't like what you've said. Me. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot easier said than done. Or, you know, when I'm dealing with a setback or a canceled appointment or things like that, it's a lot easier said than done. But what we have to do is that's where the mental toughness comes in. And I like to think of it, just like you said, planning, planning to fail, like training for failure, mm. um, becoming mentally tough and being okay when things don't go our way. Because sometimes it's not really a failure. Sometimes they just didn't go the way we thought that they were going to go. And it's that surprise that really injures us. <laughs> yes. And needing to have it go the way that we think it should go when we're not allowing the bigger vision to unfold. Isn't that incredible? Because if I think about my 16 year old self and if my life went the way my 16 year old self wanted <laughs> oh it to go. <laughs> Lord help us all, right? <laughs> That's it. So I do like to think that the universe has a better plan for me than the one that I've concocted. <laughs> Always, always. Uh, you know, the more that I've leaned into trusting the universe, the more I see that I just, I land on my feet every single time. Even though it feels sometimes in the moment, in that process, it feels really awful. I feel like I'm, you know, in the, in the ocean and you know how you get like, a, if you're like boogie board surfing and you get caught up in the undertow and you're yes. flipped around and inside out and you come out of the water and, and you're, and, you know, your bathing suit's up over your head. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's how it feels. But at the end, there's something even better that happens. There is. And that's where you're inside of it. And I love that you mentioned that because that's part of what I use um, for my own personal resiliency. And that's part of what I teach people is when you're in the midst of it, you have to be filling your mind with positive thoughts because it's really easy to focus on the things that are going wrong. They're louder. They scream louder for your attention <laughs> right now. So one of the things that you can do when things go wrong, one of the things it does is it shakes our faith. 
Mm. It doesn't matter what you have faith in. It's going to shake it because things didn't go your way. And so therefore, (laughs) you know, you can't count on anything because you thought things were supposed to go a certain way and they didn't. So what you have to do is kind of rebuild that. And so you just repeat to yourself all the things that you trust. I trust the universe. I trust myself. Um, If you're spiritual, you would say, I trust my spirit guides. I trust my higher self. I trust my higher wisdom. And you just go on like that, um, realizing all of the things in your life that you can rely on, that you can trust. And then um, that will help to build your faith back a little bit more. And then to remind yourself, just like you said, I am always led to something better. Yeah. Yeah. Dropping back into that faith that it is, there is something bigger unfolding and stop trying to control it all. You know, even though, you know, people like you and I tend to be control freaks, just nah. a little bit, right? <laughs> Wouldn't possibly be the big hurdle and lesson for us. Absolutely not. No. Because we don't have those. No. <laughs> because I've taken control of them. <laughs> we have whipped them into shape. We don't have yeah. those issues. <laughs> no, we're all working on something and we are all going to have setbacks. And I don't care about your level of success or your level of comfort or your level of confidence or personal power. It doesn't matter. You're going to get hit with something. Yeah. Um, and the sooner that you plan for it and create a way for you to be able to um, come out of it even better than what you were before you went in. Um, The sooner that you do that, every setback becomes you moving forward that much faster. Absolutely. Yeah. Having your tools handy for when the shit hits the fan. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. Have your mop ready. (laughs) Yes. So get a little journal and put in your journal all the tools that you need for when the shit hits the fan and you just have Actually, yes. I do. Yeah. You know, um, that's one of the other things I suggest is I have a bullet journal, but whatever kind of journal you have, have a list of the things that help you recover Mm. from um, negative events. And remember, these events are anything from, you know, having a coworker say something snippy to you to actually, you know, ending a relationship or, you know, or just having a bad day even. Just Mm -hmm. make a list of all of the things that make you feel better. Maybe it's a song or a movie or, I mean, it could be simple or it could be praying and meditating. It could be whatever works. I'm a big fan of what works for you. Whatever works for you. Absolutely. There's as lots of different safe, ways. Safe, sane, and consensual, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> we always got to tie it back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, in that journal is also a good place to, you know, the, I would say, you know, in the front, put all your tools in the back, start saving all of your little, you know, thank yous from people and, you know, the people that, that oh. adore you. And especially if you're in business and you get that praise, like have a file for all your testimonials that you can go and look at when you feel like, oh, I'm not making a difference in the world. It sucks. Nobody likes me. <laughs> or when you get the one bad one and you're like, right. oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> But then you can compare it to the 10 good ones you got and yeah. Right, right. And, and really, that's, 
yeah, that like that's the other big thing is that comparison, right? It's like if you get one, like I had one person that emailed me and was like, what the fuck? But <laughs> there was another, you know, 100 people that signed up for the webinar. So like, hello, proportionally. Yeah. Let me focus over on the 100 rather than the one. Yeah, because we're only looking for the people that are looking for us. Exactly. They say you only need a thousand true fans to make yeah. a really good income. So I don't, you know, the rest of the 7 billion people on the planet can go away. It doesn't. Yeah. And you kind of have to, you know, be like that. And it's not, it's not to be like negative or snippy, but you know, we can only have so big of a circle and you know, we, if our confidence is constantly being affected by the people around us, um, definitely having those true fans around you and, and if you're not in business, your true friends around you, mm-hmm. you want to have the supporters, the people that are looking for you, the people that love what you're putting out into the world, whether it is a product or whether it's just your energy and your smile, you need to have the people around you that love what you're putting out there. Absolutely. It's so important. And if you're with people who don't, you know, rave about you, don't cheer you on, time to have them move on. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Felicia. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know where the original reference of that came from, but I just- Oh my God, you too. I hear it all the time. I I have no idea what's going on with that, but it's adorable. It is adorable. I love it, but I don't know where it came from. So I'm sure somebody can like write me and tell me where that came from. Yeah, please enlighten us. (laughs) Probably some movie because like I never watch movies. So that would make sense. (laughs) Movie or TV. I'm like, those two things? I don't know. Who has time? (laughs) That is awesome. But I love this concept of resiliency because it's something that we need. And when you and I talk a lot about confidence and resiliency is such a big part of it because it's not just building up your confidence and hoping it never gets poked. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, really. Yeah. You're going to take this one workshop. You're going to build your confidence (laughs) for the rest of your life. It'll never be defeated ever, ever, ever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, being resilient is so important. I can name like 20 incidents in my life where I've had to pick myself back up and start again. And we all have had those. And, but just like you said, every single time I came out five times better than I was before going in. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes you need to make a mess in order to reorganize, right? Yeah. If you clean up, like I actually, I just have spent, I have literally like this morning, spent the morning rearranging my living room. And in, in that process, in order to move the furniture around and stuff, I have to make a big mess because I have to pull everything out. <laughs> move the stuff and then put it back in. And so it's, it's going to look ugly while you're reorganizing. And I think I love that. Yeah. Thanks. I, I love that. that. Yeah. Cause we're scared to look ugly. We're scared to, for people to see like a little bit of a mess or, you yeah. know, just look at social media, you know, oh, I know we're told yeah. that we need to present <laughs> a certain way. I don't know how many times I, I'm sure once a week, somebody's telling me that I should stop using the word fuck. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, I'm not going to stop saying fuck because anyway, it's <laughs> fuck. Because fuck, what the fuck? Anyway, I don't think I that by now. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you should stop following me if you're offended by that word because I'm not going to stop saying it. (laughs) 
That's brilliant. That is brilliant. I love that. And would you really expect a dominatrix not to say the word fuck? That is so funny. I did have to, I did have to start using a different vocabulary. I've always been very formal in my speech and oh. it was a stretch for me to add some words to my vocabulary, but I can now say I'm very proficient. <laughs> <laughs> Learn a whole new language of profanities, right? <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> but I think one of the mistakes that we make when we're, uh, when we're not planning to fail is that we don't act, some of us don't diversify our power enough. So we hyper-focus on the area of our life that we're doing really well in. And our confidence is kind of built around the places where we have great strength. So for some people, it might be career and for others, it might be their marriage and things like that. But the problem is, is that when those areas take a hit, mm. there you are again, unprepared. <laughs> right. And it shakes everything to the core. Oh, yeah. To it just being, you know, one leg of the table being a little bit wobbly and until you shear it up, you know, but if you're, if that, if it's just one leg and the one leg falls over, everything crumbles. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So having the strengths and seeing your strengths in all areas of your life. Yeah. And if you don't have enough strength in, in particular areas, maybe building that confidence up and that shows you where, where you need to build that confidence up in those different realms, whatever your, whatever your weak realm is, because we all have a weak realm. We do. What does that look like? I hadn't really thought about, you know, having confidence in say my marriage. What does that look like? Well, some people form an identity around, say, being a good mom or mm. being okay. a good wife. And they're very confident that they, and it's that type of confidence and situational confidence. So right. they're very confident that they can perform the duties of a wife and mother um, better than a lot of people or to a very high degree of excellence. And they're just very confident about the direction that that area of their life is going. And they've kind of made it perfect, right? Like when you clean a room, like you were saying, when you clean a room and you get it just right. And they're very confident in that one room. And so they just spend a lot of time there. <laughs> and then the kids come in and mess it all up. Yeah, it's exactly, actually. <laughs> You just nailed that wife thing down and then the yep. kids come along and completely destroy the whole wife situation. It's like, no, I don't want to be a wife anymore. Yeah, completely. And so part of building mental toughness for me is putting ourselves in situations where we're not confident and mm. where we actually have to build um, our confidence or be able to rely on ourselves when we don't know what the heck we're doing. Um, and that actually will help you in times when your confidence does get knocked down by something that was kind of out of, out of your control. So for me, every year I commit to learning a new skill or trying something new that I'm terrified of. This year it's the motorcycle. <laughs> I'm terrified of the motorcycle. Yeah. Well, especially right after having a car accident. So that's going to be later in the year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I will say it was not at fault. So, but that's what's terrifying about the motorcycle is that you don't yeah. really have a whole lot of control about what the cars around you are going to do. Yeah. Um, now that's not for everybody. <laughs> this is my advanced challenge to myself. But, um, but we can all find a way to put ourselves in a position where we're doing something new, where we're not really as confident in ourselves or our confidence is a little shaken because we don't know what we're doing. We're still learning. We're going to fail. We're going to fall down. We're going to have to do that several times mm-hmm. before we come anywhere near being good at what we're doing. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I love for people to shift it over so that it's a, a welcoming of the failure welcoming of that that journey of falling down and getting up and falling down and getting up and so that that becomes like something juicy as well as the you know the big woo at the end but what you know we're going to spend more time in that process of falling down and getting up so what if that became the piece that you were really excited about the fun part. How can we make that fun? Because I know like with relationships, when your relationship ends, you can add a little bit of that falling down and getting back up because we've seen so many fun montages about eating pints of ice cream and, you know, <laughs> and taking long bubble baths and, <laughs> and uh, sleeping diagonally on the bed. And we've yeah. all, we've all kind of seen those things. So we know how to kind of build ourselves up a little bit after, after those. But in life, I guess, we do have to have, like you said before, a list of the things that help us personally. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you know, dropping into the space where none of this is even real. So why get upset about it? Oh, that's a very big vision you have there. That vantage point is a little high. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. I dare I you. Love. Follow me. No, I love that. I love that. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, we're just we're creators here playing. Yeah. Um, what are you going to create? And if you create something, I mean, God created the duckbill platypus. Like if you create something weird, it's okay. <laughs> I'm sure that was a fart. <laughs> we've all met people we've wondered about, but they have a purpose and they're amazing in their own way. And, um, and we maybe can be as easy on ourselves sometimes. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, oh my God, this has been so much fun. And I know we could just keep talking for hours. Time with you just runs out. It really does. It just I runs know. out so fast. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, just kind of in wrapping up, let's kind of, you know, sum up what, what tools have we given people? So we've given them the, you know, the journal where they're going to put in their tools. Keep a resiliency list of tools, the things that help you. What works for you? Mm-hmm. Um, plan to fail. Love it. <laughs> Stop Love it. expecting perfection. It isn't going to happen. And nope. even if it did, life would be so boring. Exactly. Just plan to fail. Have a little fun with it. And then diversifying your power. So make sure that you feel confident in different areas of your life. And if you don't, build confidence in different areas of your life. I love it. And then, of course, I have to throw in my little piece of that. None of it's real, so just have fun. Yeah. It's all make-believe anyways. <laughs> Enjoy it the is. ride. Enjoy the ride. Exactly. So where – have you? I didn't ask you. Did you have something new on the go you want to promote or 
Um, just my dominatrix women's confidence course. And it's just, um, you know, I've added to it and expanded it a little bit to, I've kind of bolstered it up with some hypnosis because I just find that it works so quickly. Um, and it makes the changes so powerfully, so easily because we can do journaling and we can, some of us can meditate and, you know, but without a whole lot of time, this can make changes really quickly. Beautiful. And is that an online course? Are you doing that in a group? Um, it's online, but I would like to do a group later on this year. So if you're interested in the group, email me and let me know what you want to see. I mean, all right. What's your email address? It is connect at the dominatrixlifecoach.com. Sweet. All right. It has been a blast. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, you are so welcome, Dana. Thank you so much for the work that you're doing and for having me. I really appreciate that. And your listeners listening. Hmm. Thanks for tuning in to the Inner Dominatrix podcast, the show that gets you stepping into being the badass in business you were born to be. All right. If you have not downloaded the app, make sure that you get over to Apple or the Google Play Store and download the free app. Have a search for Dana Ferrant Inner Power and you will have immediate access to way more tips and tools, all the things that you need stepping into your power and really exponentially growing your business.